You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 240 of Frankie Boy Radio, keeping you company through COVID. And tonight we're taking a sky tour. A trek across the heavens. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you've been having a nice Friday. And what a beautiful day it's been. Uh, I got to go kayaking this morning. I woke up a little bit early. I said, I'm going to go kayaking and see the sunrise a little bit. So uh, it's not like the, the tail end of it. Just beautiful. Uh, very nice pink. And then it turned into a nice gray and, and real soft sky. And I got out on the Mattawoman Creek. And the water was completely still. And I was paddling along. And I was there to work out too. So I put some of my, my music on. And it felt kind of weird to listen to music in the midst of such beauty and stillness. But I had a workout to do too. So I was paddling and paddling. And then there was a beaver. And he was out on his morning paddle. And he saw me. And I saw him. And I wasn't stopping. And he smacked his tail on the water and dove under. Sort of like, get off of my lawn. So I did. I kept going. Paddled down to this island and then just drifted in and watched the birds. There was uh, all the birds I saw this on this paddle. A kingfisher, some cormorants. The ducks have come back for the winter. A couple of bald eagles, woodpeckers, redwood blackbirds, herons, egrets, geese. Just gorgeous. Then... uh I was pulling my kayak in and I get to talking to one of the fishermen there and he's a, a county police officer and he comes out there to kind of unwind from seeing all the the pain and suffering that he sees all day and he was fishing for catfish and he he hooks a pretty good sized blue catfish and he pulls it up I'm vegetarian right but hey man one of the things I'm really working on is is to let other people sort of like do their thing and realized that it might not be my thing, but I don't have to impose my views on anybody else and let him catch his catfish. He had his hatchet. I'm so glad he didn't chop its head off while I was there. I'm really glad about that. But I let him do him, and I'll do my thing. So I'm talking with him, and he's trying to get the hook out of the catfish. I'm like, man, you need a hand? He goes, sure. So hold the rod. So I'm holding the rod, and he's got his pliers, and he gets gets the, the hook out of the catfish and like a chunk of, of catfish lip is attached to this thing and it like it shoots and and, and bounces off me <laughs> it was disgusting <laughs> but I didn't say anything oh man you know and and uh, I had been thinking about 20 minutes prior to that maybe i'd like to try fishing because i hear that the circle hook doesn't really hurt the fish too much i was like no nah, man i don't want to be wrenching on these things so that kind of cured me of of that notion but we had a great conversation about music and life and uh hopefully i'll get to talk with them some more yeah i'll help them with other catfish too if he picks up that axe though man i might be running away oh man so it's a, it's quite a world and it's good to be in it and then tonight, I took a wonderful jaunt across the heavens. And uh, man, you know, my, this has been a stressful week and my mind has, has been 
just like unfocused. And I would be staring at some of this stuff and I would catch my mind wandering. So it was good to bring it back to the ancient starlight that was hitting my retina. And I wanted to bring it to you too. One of the things that I'm trying to work with is to make an astronomy program for people who are blind. Several of my friends either are really vision impaired or, or almost completely, completely blind. And I like to uh, bring it in a way that works for everybody. And of course, doing it on a podcast, well, nobody can see what's going on because that's the nature of radio. And I think radio is, is such a cool format. So I set up the telescope. It looks like a spaceship or a snowman. It's a beautiful reflector telescope. It's got this, this big white sphere, giant bowling ball. It's got a 12 and a half inch mirror of the highest quality in it. And then it has these, these poles that come up to this round upper assembly. Almost like a like a drum shell, a snare drum shell. And you're looking in the side of that. And you're moving this thing around and you're pointing it. And so you let it cool down, the mirror get acclimated to the ambient temperature. And I went in, paid my bills, and came out and started the voyage. First up, it was a mere two and a half million light years away. Now remember, a scale of two and a half million light years is, if you'll pardon the pun, astronomical. For us to travel to the nearest star in our galaxy, our home galaxy, which is about four light years away. A light year is a little under six trillion miles. So just a little under 24 trillion miles. That would take us about, with the fastest rocket, about 81,000 years. So that's to something that's four light years away. And this was close by at two and a half million light years away. So that's 2.5 million times six trillion. And it is beautiful. Speaking of a trillion, when you look at the Andromeda galaxy, is what I was looking at, you're seeing this faint unresolved haze. It almost looked like a, a, a dandelion in morning dew. And it's a trillion stars. And the view through the eyepiece, you lean in through the eyepiece, and you see all of these, they're called field stars, or they're stars in our home galaxy that are so far away we'll never be able to get to them, at least currently. And then through this, it's almost like you're peering through all these dewy spider webs, and then there's this beautiful mist this oblong mist, and that's a trillion stars of the Andromeda galaxy, and it's coming towards us at like an incredible rate of speed, yet it'll take five billion years to get here. And then off to the side, you notice this little blur, and then a really faint ghost of a blur, and these are two companion galaxies of it. Galaxies will have, it's almost like a little family there. These are groups of stars or whole galaxies that are orbiting around their parent galaxy. Then uh, out comes the star atlas, the, the charts. And you try to, um, I said to myself, well, I want to see a new galaxy. And finding these things is such a fun thing to do. You got to know the constellations. 
and then find a good guidepost of a star. So I found one in the constellation of Andromeda, and then I opened up my very detailed star chart and said, okay, well, here's the star that I'm looking at through the eyepiece. And then I'm going to look and line it up with the stars I see on the chart. And oh, there's like a little house over here, and there's this little triangle, and I'm going to follow this chain of six stars. And, and oh, what's, what's this? Oh, there it is. And the faintest ghost of a smudge. Apparently, this is a super active galaxy. It has a disk of gas in the middle of it and a supermassive black hole. And it's spewing. It looks like a normal galaxy to, to our eyes, but if you observe it in different wavelengths, it's just this powerhouse, this dynamo. And it's spewing out all sorts of energy. And I can barely see it. Called a Seifert galaxy, if I'm pronouncing that right. And I can barely see the whole thing. Just just the output of a giant galaxy in something pretty pretty modest. And that's all swirling around a black hole in the middle of it. Again, looks like a little misty spider web in a great cosmic meadow. Back closer to home. See the light from an open cluster of stars, which is such a lame name for something. It's if you took a handful of rubies and diamonds and sapphires and scattered them on blue velvet, that's what it would look like. The double cluster in Perseus. Light thousands of years away, reaching our eyes. And what to our wondering eye should appear? <laughs> Pretty soon it's going to be time for that poem. Over to the Pleiades or the Seven Sisters. In ancient times, I believe it was the Greeks, but I could be mistaken. When this constellation appeared in the pre-dawn sky, they knew it was time to start sailing. Not sure where. More on that later. But they knew it was time to go. This looks like blazing blue diamonds in, in slight mist. And if you look at a long exposure photograph, this star cluster, 444 light years away. So that light started out in the 1600s. That's we're talking about tonight. It's moving through this cloud of gas and dust. And the starlight is reflecting off of that in beautiful blue splendor. There was Mars only. 40 million miles away with its carbon dioxide polar ice cap, this little white speck on what looked like a peach. And the peach looked slightly moldy. Something was wrong with the peach. Well, not really. The winds, the Martian winds, had blown away the red rusty dust, leaving the rock underneath that we can see 40 million miles away. And then what is that sound? I had to go creep through the woods like a troll to see. Somebody was driving their Corvette. And boy, they had it souped up. I'd say it was making passes at 120 miles an hour down the road. It was awesome. And the smell was glorious. Of fuel and adrenaline and hydrocarbons. I reached up my hand, 
silhouetted against a starry sky, Perseus the hero coming to save the day, save Andromeda chained to the rock, and Cetus the sea monster. It's that timeless theme right there. And waved at the stars as the moon started to creep up through the trees and said, thank you and good night. But before we go, let's take a couple of deep breaths as we picture that starlight falling on our heads as that waning moon rises through the autumn woods. Go ahead and close your eyes. Picture the scene if you like. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Picture those moonbeams coming to say hello. <laughs> and let us begin. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four, the last one, inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, and four. Excellent. Wiggle those toes. Open those eyes. One more thing I saw was um, star cluster NGC 752 in the constellation Andromeda. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Well, it reminded me of the star cluster you can see in the spring, and it's called the beehive. And it looks like all these stars are bees, and they're gathering around their hive and getting ready for spring. This looked like the autumn equivalent, but it was kind of a cozy look. It's like all the bees were coming back to their hive, get ready to hibernate and have a long winter's nap, which is what I'm going to do. So you have a wonderful evening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>